0: Welcome to a somber, you know, kind of sad, you know, just maybe a little depressing. Keeping it orange and blue, not for just the Illini reasons, but any Bear fans on here. And, you know, I'm sure some Cub fans on here too. Hey, some, some, some Ryder Cup fans, you know, Ryder Cup fans, even maybe. You know, it's just kind of a depressing weekend, you know. Yes, the Cowboys won, which I'm happy, but, you know, a lot more other. You know, just just real unpleasant things going on in our sports landscape. Other than that, Kevin, how are you?
1: Oh, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Uh, you know, like,
0: <laughs> I, I I really like.
1: Uh, I I contemplated this weekend, like, why do I why do I why do I care so much? Like, why why do I give a shit? Like, why why do sports mean so much to me? I watched the Cubs just basically completely melt. Um, now, granted, nobody expected them to be good, but it was such a surprising season, and then for it to just fall apart. As a matter of fact, and please don't take this the wrong way: It's like somebody told me the other, the, the Cardinals maybe lost 100 games. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know. Like I was so wrapped up in what the Cubs were doing and their opportunity there that giving a chance to rebel, and that, and I'm not going to. I'm not doing that. Like I'm not saying that. Yeah, now. they
0: were they were 71 and 91, but close enough. Yeah. All right. Somebody said that, and I was like, I
1: didn't even look it up. because it's not what I. It's not important but and then you know um the rider cup which I, had, I don't fade the deuce is my lock and I told everybody it was a heart pick but there was opportunities for them to win that and then like what we will get into and we'll talk about now the bears I'm a the bear fan I was happy they lost I was really happy the way not unhappy with the way that they lost it was really frustrating for me that Justin Fields Looked extremely competent. Now, granted, it's against a really bad defense, but I want the Bears to get the number one and number two picks and revamp the entire organization from the top down. But probably won't happen. But then, like I was trying to think back, Ryan, what, what's the most? That, that was the most disappointing loss from an effort standpoint. From like I, I felt like they just kicked our ass physically, and I, I don't get it. Uh, and it was probably the most frustrating loss. I would go back to the end of the twenty nineteen season. That twenty nine to ten loss against the, uh, Northwestern, the season we went to the Red Box Bowl. Um, the Northwestern was like on their four string quarterback that game, and they just they just ran the ball down our freaking throats.
0: Oh, I would I would agree with that loss. Um,
1: they were there was a three and nine. they went they won one Big Ten game that year, and they beat us twenty nine to ten at home, and we were a bowl team. Like I mean, that was so I would agree.
0: Yeah, I would agree, have. though, that that loss was uh, was mind-bogglingly m- more baffling than anything, but I wasn't really depressed, I'd say, or more, like, really hurt. We are going to a bowl game. But because we were going to a bowl game. That's what I meant. Like, yeah, we're not I, going to a bowl game now. Like, I know, well, we're going to get into that more, but I, this Nebraska game, Kevin, if it's a must-win game because we, we'll dive more into that. If Illinois is at 3-3, three and three, there's a path to get to six wins. If they can beat Nebraska, they, there's no reason they can't beat Indiana or Northwestern. That's fine. There's,
1: there's also a path for me to win the Powerball too. But like, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, you know I'm, what? I, I I hate them. I hate the state. But I'm about to move to Missouri because I like with this team. I, you gotta you got show me, like, because I I know I was a ten win guy. Uh, I know people have been sticking in my craw. This team has not performed. This team is not they. They are bad in so many facets of the football team football game right now. That I, I, dude. Yes, can they beat Nebraska? I I believe they can, but I don't believe it. I don't believe they will. Like I don't believe. I don't believe they. I don't don't know if they beat Indiana right now. I don't know if they beat Northwestern.
0: So let's dive into those issues at the moment before we really get into anything in depth from what we saw and. Purdue because while it was ugly, it had its good moments as well. There were some really good moments, a lot of more frustrating okay, Caden Fagan, Good, next. I'm yeah. like, what? What, what, what was going no, like? no, no, not just Caden Fagan. Come on, I think Josh McCray looked good too when he was in there. Well, uh, I think was like a hot bag of dicks. Hey. Isaiah Williams, he didn't look good. Isaiah Williams was incredible. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's. I didn't say there was like five or six, but let's not just shit on the whole show here. There is some (laughs) positive. So, uh, trust me, there's going to be plenty of pissing on cornflakes in this episode, but that's not. We're not going to piss on guys like Isaiah Williams who are giving it his all every freaking game. He's leading the Big Ten in receptions, he's leading the Big Ten in yards. He deserves praise, and we're going to give him some. But his flowers. Yes, we're going to give that man his flowers because this is his final year. He's told everybody that. I've told people that. He ain't coming back. He don't want to play college anymore. He don't want to go into school anymore. And I think he's giving himself a real shot to make an NFL roster. If you, and, and all you need to do is look around the league and say, let me did anybody think Isaiah – Isaiah um, – <clears throat> Isaiah – Not Tony Jets. Adams? Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I saying Adams. Did anybody think Tony Adams was going to make it in the Jets? Do you think that anybody thought he was going to be a starter in the league? He is not playing tonight because of an injured hamstring. But the man worked his tail off as a free agent, and Robert Sala loves him. So let's just – I'm going to say that. I think Isaiah Williams is definitely going to play in the NFL. Now, what's going on behind the scenes is really the issue for this team, Kevin. Okay, and I've really held my tongue because um, I felt like I didn't want to be a hindrance of the team's success because if I felt like, hey, Illinois is getting on track. Let's say they beat Purdue, right? You're you're at three and two. You got North Nebraska coming in. You're 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 on the pace to win six to eight games. I, that's fine. But when it's Brett Bielema, will do everything in his power to to always keep it positive or keep everyone out of it. Not every coach is like that. Sometimes you can see frustration creep in on many coaches, and they'll. They'll, they'll let it out. But Brett Bielema, finally, after the post-game presser, um, you could just tell. And I'm not necessarily saying he used Lunny as a scapegoat. I just think he was keeping it real. Like he said, the play calling is predictable. He's saying that he's going to hone in his coordinators and he's going to come in and they're going to take a look at what plays they even need to consider anymore because the line can't block long enough. He's not – not doesn't have enough time to even throw the ball, so why are they calling these, you know, plays that need to develop for four and five seconds? He's basically t- saying that Lunny is not calling a very good game. So – and what does that mean for the defense as well when the secondary is allowing guys to just jailbreak free right by them, you know, like Xavier Scott and Nicario Harper are just – Oh hey, who's got the giant tight end? Not me. I don't. Not you either. Okay, right. you know, can't get off the field. How aggravating is getting can't getting off the field on third down? Like, over and over and over the same crap. And you know what? It was strategic. You know, Ryan Walters is like, hey, just throw up fade. They're gonna grab you. They're gonna face guard. They're not gonna turn around. So wondering who's been teaching the secondary of these things? You know, you, you think week five, week six that guys would understand you need to turn around. But they don't do these things. Why do you think that these guys possibly, Kevin, wouldn't be doing these things? Well, maybe is it, is it possible there is not very much senior leadership on this team? I, I don't think there's a lot of want to get better. I think there's a lot of guys trying to get their own. And uh, I've, I've been hearing that for a month or two. I heard in camp, you know, it was more about not just too specific. I'm not just referring to the law firm. There's a bunch of other guys that are worried about getting their own. They didn't like the defensive schemes and defense philosophies. They've been. There's been several big, loud explosions of between players and coaches about the schemes. The this ain't gonna work. You know, I, I regret coming back this year. You know, I should have been better off staying in the draft. And there's th- that's. This is a weekly, nearly a weekly thing. Um, so, and not only that, throw in the offensive line circus going on right now, you know, you, you, and, and for weeks we keep hearing, oh, they're good. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. No, you know what? I think everybody's eyes has to, have told you what's fine and what's not for the offensive line. And they're not. Um, it's, uh, it might be one of the worst in the big 10, if not the worst, Kevin. Uh, it's, it's it's a makeshift group, which, which, you know, one week, you know, Pearl's amazing, right? The next week Adams is amazing. One week, you know, Geske will be really good, but how many weeks have we seen Adams and Pearl really good and, and, and maybe a crew's had a, a great week. There's one guy that usually stands out and then a bunch of average to below average every week. And for Brett Bielema to have to deal with that being a, offensive line type of dude and having Brett Bart Miller, whose philosophy, Kevin, is I want the toughest, nastiest, you know, offensive line. We're going to be the toughest every play. I would say they they're probably the toughest 10% of the plays. So to have that and go home and look at those films, this is my last thing I want to talk about behind the scenes drama, Kevin, and then I'll listen to your perspective. Today I was told in the meetings Josh Whitman was involved in coaches meetings. So he was in there sitting amongst the coaches and uh, they had quite a bit of long meetings before they actually did uh, position group meetings. And Whitman was involved in that. And the players went over what they did and didn't do a lot of tongue lashings, dropping touchdown passes, Pat Bryant, you know, Luke Altmyer overthrowing wide open tight ends, even when you have it, you know, just anything that, and everything that could have went wrong, went wrong. And I'm telling you, Kevin, if Illinois does lose to Nebraska, you're going to be seeing the Walt Bell-ish Georgia Tech type scenario where a coach is either going to be play calling duties are going to be ripped from them. Or even worse, I'm telling you, it's it's getting to that point. So if they lose to Nebraska, I'm really I'm hearing that that's a very high possibility.
1: Oh man, like it's it's interesting because there's some things that happen in the game that I think completely can change change the entire concept of the game, the the, the entire perspective of the game. You, you and me and Matt were texting during the game. I mean. The, the overthrow of Boyer by Altmaier, and I, I just don't get it like there's no need but but you know what when you've been sacked when you're 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 like the bottom ten in NCA football and sacks per game. like your quarterback gets sacked that that many times like the quarterbacks start to lose their focus. Uh, if he would have just had a little bit of patience and put a little touch on that ball, it's an easy touchdown. Or you know, the ball that goes right through Pat Bryant's hands like I mean, there's just plays that happen. That that can change. I mean, Pat Bryant probably scores a touchdown on that one. You know, if, if not maybe, maybe, you know, it's a 40-50 yard game. Uh, and the, those those aspects change the game. And I was watching several plays where the offensive line was just slow, so slow off their blocks that I don't give a crap what the play call is. Now, I will say this, I have no clue the 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 Philadelphia Eagles have taught the entire football world what to do on third and one or fourth and one if you're gonna go for it. You put some two big boys behind a quarterback and you drive that son of bitch forward for a yard. Like it's an unstoppable play. Philadelphia runs it three, four times a game and nobody can stop it. You don't put your quarterback in the shotgun formation with the, the, the back to his side who has to then make a read to make a play if you're going to do that you have to do it with a back who can make really quick moves you got to do that with aiden lawfrey you don't do that with Caden Fagan. and you don't do that with josh mccray you get those big sobs running downhill and you let them lower the damn pads and get through the through through the play and here's about it like line up a damn fullback if you need to you know what Ken Otaluga could come in and play fullback for one play if need be by the way i thought he played pretty good yeah um, yeah, I thought 3-9 was out there making some plays. Um, I thought I thought Keith Randolph should have probably got a dozen holding penalties on him. And that's another thing I could talk about. I was like, dude, you guys want to talk about these pass interferences? Like, they're flat out. They're not. They weren't. Like, they're there were terrible, terrible calls in a college football game. They're bad. Those are Wait, bad calls. And comes, don't tell me it's coaching. Those are, no, that's bad calls. And where was Illinois' calls for those? I agree. They, they weren't there. So it's, it's it's a little bit of that. But I guarantee you this, kudos to Ryan Walters. He talked to the officials about it before the game because he taught his guys how to do that. It's the same way that stupid pass interference penalty we got on, on Devin Witherspoon against Purdue last year. Um, and, and, yeah, Walters took the play calling duties over. And here's the other thing. Well, I'll get back to Lonnie. 21, Sarducey or whatever that dude's name was. Pretty cool, right, the Sarducey. Um, um, That dude was all over the place because he was crashing in so hard from the edge because he was not respecting Altmeyer to pull the ball out and run. And you and I talked about it on the show last week that Purdue gives up a ton of rushing yards to the quarterback. First play of the game, we rip off a 39-yard quarterback run. Hell, I thought Luke was going to take it to the house. Dude, why do – like we 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 did, I mean we we ran the quarterback again on that drive. I don't know that we ran a, a design quarterback run like that the rest of the game. Either that or Altmeyer's making poor reads. Um, he did have the one where he tried to pull it out of Fag, I think it was Fagan's lap, and he and he fumbled. There's just so like there's so much like the you look at the yardage differential in this game, it's not bad. No. You look at the first down differential, it's not that bad. You look at the things that are killing this team. Third down conversions on offense were dog shit. Third down stops on defense were dog shit. And penalties continue to plague this team that is not Brett a coach team. I don't know what the problem is, and I have some major worries here because if you look at Brett's tenure in Arkansas, what did he do? First couple of years, really good. What happened? The coaches got hired. Coaches got taken away. His second coaching staff, what happened? It fell apart. It looks like this is the same thing that's going on here. And I'm a firm believer in Brett Bielema. But like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm from the show me right now. This team has to come out and prove it. And there's some levels of this that I, I was looking it up before the show and during the show a little bit. Uh, yeah, quarterback draw up the middle. I'm, I'm talking about that read option where you really put the pressure on an end coming in. Your master chimed in and said they tried to run a QB draw up the middle and our middle can't block. I, I, I kind of – I think we can run block a little bit. I, I don't think we – I think we pass block like crap. Like I said, we're in the bottom 10 in, in most sacks given up in the, in, the, in, the, in the college football. Nebraska's in like the top 10 in sacks. But it's really skewed because they got eight against Colorado, and Colorado's the worst in NCAA football and giving up sacks. But that's still a concern coming into this game. I think we're going to have to see some major changes. Dude, you cannot tell me that uh, Isaiah Adams is a darn good guard. I really believe that. I don't believe he's a tackle. And we got him playing out of position. I'm sorry. We're at the point. We've done it on defense. It's time to do it on offense too. Like put the guys in there that can play. Magnus Moeller is a mountain of a man. Hunter whiteneck played a bunch of bunch of snaps. Um, there's there's got to be something we can do. I think I'm thinking. You you you. I'm thinking there might be some wholesale change. Or come to Jesus and, and put the guys in and want to play. If guys want to complain about it or whatever, play all the young guys. Do the whole revamp, dude. It's okay. Maybe maybe that's why Whitman was in the meeting to say, hey, listen, Brett they want to act this way screw them play the guys that want to play
0: yeah um, and, and 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 whitman keeps his hands out of things but i think that he had had enough of hearing that these seniors maybe are threatening like we'll just kind of hang it up for the year and i'll get ready for the draft because i heard rumblings of that too so you know,
1: you get ready for the draft then and i hope you do well because you're still being a line i yeah um, but it, don't 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 ruin this don't don't lose a season because you're not playing well like the, the yeah, yardage yeah. i mean they're, they're just they're, another
0: and uh, real quickly, as I know you've you've elaborated everything. I think I've all tons of the problems and you've hit them all mostly. I would say another thing with the Lunny play call on issue is how many times has that play action passed to the tight end worked this year? All the time. And how many times we see it a game? Twice.
1: Maybe, maybe. Yeah. You know, and my, my, buddy, my buddy Jake was in our text, right? Was talking about this too. He's like Dude, get get Altmaier on the move. Roll, roll coverages. Roll, roll. What I mean, roll coverages, roll blocking schemes. When you do bootlegs, man, you get guys to move out. You can you can get defensive ends who crash hard and you drive them down and you roll out.
0: Like we did a couple yeah, that rollouts. Like, the bad thing is, is on the goal line on that sack fumble, he they did call that, but it was a safety. It was a corner blitz, and he he held the ball just a little too long and. Yeah. Sadly, that cost us, but I agree with that. I just feel like I think we saw one or one boot action hit the tight end for to remind that went for 15. It's an easy 10 to 15 every time, Kevin. Yeah. And, the, and like,
1: other, the, the other aspect that I think we're having a problem with, and this is what needs to happen. And I, I love everything that Hank Beatty brings to the team. That was a fumble. I'm sorry, that was a catch and a fumble. Um, it should have yeah. been a touchdown for Ashton Hollins or I don't I don't know exactly what the rule is. Maybe it goes back to the three yard line or whatever, but that was a catch and a fumble. And that's two weeks in a row. He's had a catch and a fumble. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's time for seven. By the way, sorry, Aiden Lawry, you don't get to return kicks anymore. You return kicks out to the 13-yard line. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Lawry catch, get the ball at the 25-yard line, or let seven return kicks. And the problem with our receivers is Bryant is not a burner. Bryant's got some some decent speed. He's not a burner. Casey Washington's not a burner. You know what else? They're not. They're not quick little quick guys. So we don't have burners. We do Quick, guys, get some. Guys, get, put the burners in. Let Ashton. Is Ashton Hollins a burner? I don't know, but he's six five. Can Sean Miller run a deep route and, and, and outrun one of those guys? Maybe. Can Ian Pugh? Maybe. I don't know, but you know who can? I, you know, I know who can do this. Is seven. Put seven in the game. Put seven and one in the game at the same time. Let them create space. We cannot create space. Yeah, McCray fumbled in the open field, moving into his, his, his left arm. You're exactly right. That'd have been an eight yard play. Yeah, Casey
0: Washington can't it's, create separation. Washington's a lot of things, and he's got sure hands. He's love him,
1: love him. He blocks his ass off. He's a program dude. He's yeah, he I mean, but he doesn't plan for him to get a touchdown. That's my dude. But he can't yeah. get separation. Like you got to get some guys that can do this crap, man. Do yeah. Tom Brady made an entire career throwing the ball to Wes Welker and Julian Edelman? And, yeah, he had Gronk, and he had Randy Moss, but he also had David Patton and uh, Troy Brown or whatever the guy's name was that played yeah. defense. Yeah. Like, you can get these little guys that create space. And that's the thing is Altmeier is looking for guys who are creating space, and they're just not. They're not getting any separation. There's one guy who's getting separation, and he's getting the ball a ton. Just like you said, he leads the Big Ten in just about every receiving category except touchdowns. Oh, by the way, that conference has Marvin Harrison Jr., the best receiver in college football. Like, yeah play play guys that can do that crap man there's there's guys on the roster that can do it and, and I'm so glad we finally saw seven return a kick. Oh by the way and stop having one return punts. He's the best offensive player. Stop yeah. having return punts it's
0: what was stupid. that what was that fake did they try like a fake return punt? Did you remember seeing that?
1: Yes and they tried a fake return they ran a little they bit of fake returns
0: well, they could have had a nice return on that. You know? I don't,
1: I don't, I don't mind showing a little window dressing there and, and making, making see if teams are staying in their zones. Uh, we did it on a, we did it on the first kickoff. If you remember, the first kickoff, they had to kick it off twice because the ball fell off the tee. Yeah, we did it too. If you saw, there's another, there was another guy. Lawfrey returned it up the right side, but there was another guy all the way at the bottom of the television screen, so it would be the left side that was dropped back there. There might be something we're creating there, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, with. Some trickery there, like try and create a big play out of it.
0: You know, I was uh, I was told too by a couple people, one in particular, about um, that this week that some of the players were nervous because they didn't trust Lunny to be able to game plan and be out out coach Walters. You know, he, and they they knew they knew what Walters and Walters was calling the same blitzes, the same type of pressures that Illinois ran last year. And you know, you thought you would think that our coaching staff would would know that or recognize it. It's but, funny, guys. I was listening to college football
1: broadcast on my way home. My, my girls had soccer games on Saturday. So on the way back to the house, I was listening to some college football. And they were talking about repeaters in college football. And they said there's certain coordinators who are repeaters. And they're specifically talking about offensive, but this defense is the same way. And what they mean is they'll, they'll run the same play. They'll run different variations of it, but they'll basically run the same play six, seven, eight, nine, 12 times in a single football game. Because their thing is, we're going to execute it, or you're either going to stop us from executing, or we're going to keep running it. Barry Lunny is not a repeater, and it frustrates the hell out of me because I believe that the best coaches. In football, are repeaters because you at least have that in there, and you, like you said, we we see the, the 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 play action tied in, the play action rollout tied in. We see it once, and we never go back to it. We see the RPO or there's just the, the read option on the first play of the game, and Lundy uh, and Altmaier gets outside and takes it for 39 yards, and then we don't see it for the rest of the freaking game. I. I Dude, my dad played for a guy named Warren Smith, who coached at Urbana football. He's in the Illinois High School Sports Hall of Fame, is one of the winningest coaches ever. And he used to tell me, he's like, they had three plays. Now, granted, this is 1960s football; it's very different than what we're doing now. But there was like, their thing was like, stop us if you freaking can. Stop us if you freaking can. Like, we're gonna run this, and you gotta, you gotta stop it, dude. How many plays did, did Wisconsin? I mean. Wisconsin, when they—I mean, even even the Gary Anderson—they ran that jet sweep shit all the damn time. Barry Lundy has to be willing to run the plays that are effective and run them again and again and again until you get teams to stop it, and then you run variations off that. You run you run play action off that. Um, I think Barry's like I, I'm biased, okay? Like I am not gonna sit here and run from it. That I freaking love Aaron Henry the man. Um, and, and I met Barry Lunny. That dude is first class. Like, I want these men to do well, but they are frustrated. Barry Lunny, especially, is frustrating me. And I'll say this because Purdue had like 360 yards of offense. 360 yards of offense should not create 44 points. Well, when you give up seven on a, a, f- a fumble and then you give up another seven because you give them the ball at the 29 yard line because you run some stupid shotgun play on fourth and one. You know those things start to add up against your defense pretty quickly. So,
0: one hundred percent. And you know, you know why you you love them. And then they're great guys. They're men of faith. You know they are. They are. Amen. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, uh, I, that's why we love them as, as the men they are. Um, yeah. and, it's, and it's okay to critique and and analyze them yeah. from the public university they're employed by, and you know the team that we uh, that we love. So well, this, I, this is I, also coming From a good place, this isn't bitter. No, is, it's not. You know, it's there's no frustrated. Yes, yeah, no bitter, it's no vile here. It is we we as a fan base deserve better. And when your coach says that it's unacceptable and it's not to be tolerated, that tells you everything you need to know as well. Yeah, I I want, I want to
1: apologize. I shouldn't have crapped on McCray like I did because I love the kid and I love how hard he runs. He just just didn't seem to have it. It wasn't as decisive. I think that Fagan has a little bit more decisive just go, and frankly, he seems like he's a little bit harder to tackle, which is
0: surprising to me. And, you know, Reggie Love not playing, I think, may hurt a little bit too. So play 21 a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, again, we're,
1: that's we're, why we're,
0: – so we're complaining about what though, so –
1: there was yeah. a, there was another there was another play and this this is on Altmire and like Altmire of course deserves some of this blame for the for the sacks but he took a sack in the game when they ran a they ran a little like a play action to Lawfrey and then Lawfrey creeped out to the left side and I think it was Seducey or whatever twenty one came in off him and Lawfrey didn't pick him up and then just curled to the flat and Altmire I mean, and Altmire just panics and tries to outrun him to the right instead of just like. That dude's either got to pick up lawfrey or if he and if he doesn't, then you just dump it to
0: him. Like it's, it's just, it's just frustrating. So. Um, and master says they wanted to redshirt Feegan because Jordan Anderson was going to be getting some. You know what though? Who knows? It could be a blessing in disguise because I think we're going to see Feegan a lot more the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, he picks up what four or five yards of carry. I mean, <laughs> almost automatic, really. Well, my and my
1: nephew played high school football with him, and I watched him run when he was a sophomore. And, and his power surprises me at this level, because when you're running, now granted, that was even as a sophomore, we were already recruiting him, um, but he was a min amongst boys even as a sophomore. Uh, but when you know when you're at Arthur uh, Atwood, Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond, right, A L A H, running the ball. I figured you should be able to run over all those kids. And so maybe I unfairly judged him, but he runs a lot. He runs with a lot more power than I expected. And uh, like I said, Caden's a good kid and uh, I, I I want him to do well. I want Aiden lawfrey to do well. I want Hank Beatty to be the man. Like I love the local kids playing here. Well, um, like I said, Beatty's, Beatty, ball control is a huge thing when you're playing guys. And, and like I said last week on the show, I don't know what it is in the trust factor, why we're not playing other guys on the offensive line. Um, man I say Zach barlev is at sixty eight he he blew a block bad on the the fourth and one play um white neck is is a really slow to like on 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 any kind of like um pulling action this is he's a big big dude he doesn't get out and move in space so I don't I don't know I don't know what the answer is for this offensive line
0: sounds like it looked like I guess Brandon Henderson got abused a little bit too when he was in there earlier in the game
1: I, I mean it was at that
0: point where I stopped playing <laughs> yeah hunter hunter is just a big man he, he probably needs to lose a few I would imagine too um I like hunter by the way great great guy I've been talking to him several times and, and, I,
1: and I felt bad saying that about Zach because I met his we met his mom last year at the northwestern games she's great
0: Great lady, great people. And I I saw Jordan Slaughter completely whiff on a. They switched. So he was, I think he was at guard and they did a, you know, uh, I forget what the move's called. Not like a spin, but how the guard comes around to where the nose is. And, 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 and yeah, he pulled and Jordan got completely lost, didn't know where the hell he was. And he came around and sacked, you know, what was one of the sacks that Luke took? You know, you could just tell that, that slaughter was just mad at himself, swearing himself off at the field. Yeah. But those are those are just things that you can't have happen. And uh there's a there's a lot of that going on. And now how bad we're gonna hear from Brett tomorrow how bad's Chrysler. You know, yeah. They get, they guess he, he's banged up more. Yeah, you know. Well,
1: I'll say this. I thought Josh Cruz played probably one of his better games. Maybe I'm wrong. I I I can't rewind because it was on that dog shit peacock. Like I couldn't, I couldn't go back. Like I really, I watch line play a lot
0: because it's so critical to football. I couldn't go back and watch. You know, I was, wondering, I was wondering when he was going to stop saying Johnny Newman. Yeah, I, right. <laughs> I was like, I mean, if you cannot put this product out for millions of people and not have your commentators do homework. Yeah. Like, and, then, and then I wonder where. um I wonder what's, what's the status. Have you heard anything on uh, Desmond Schuster? Is there a see to The status with Schuster, Brett apparently talked about it last Thursday, is that he's very close to being, uh, being allowed back on. I guess he's past the physical part. He just had one more mental sort of checkpoint they needed him to clear and uh, that he's ready to go. It sounds like he could rejoin the team this week. But oh,
1: sp- speaking of crudes, forty-one was out there making plays on the other side of the ball. Like, yeah,
0: didn't he have a big sack or was it a did, big? He did, yeah. yeah. Which, and, by and the way, safety, it's been damn a safety near, right? Damn near, yeah. It should have been near a safety. Um, another one I got to give a shout out to who played really good on the a, a, a young guy, Sidarius McConnell. He, yeah, oh, he, Seth, Seth, five fives, yeah, yeah, absolutely, five fives. said McConnell, he he graded well on PFF. But you could also tell he's getting a lot of pressure, and I think he's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, so after the bye week for Schuster probably to be ready to contribute some. But, you know, I have a lot of people, I've heard other people in the media saying, yeah, I don't really see how he gets any time this year. Well, have you seen our line? I mean, like I'd like to try all hands on deck at some point. You know, eventually if you throw shit at the wall, eventually something's going to stick, isn't it? You know, I would, I would hope. Uh, so, with that being said, <clears throat> there was a lot of fr- – I think too though, one of the unsung things that needs to be talked about more in this, Kevin, is I think Walters just had the team's number. He knew he knew that they weren't going to change much. He called all the defensive plays. He had him and Kane who know the team almost better than anybody. They're up there eye in the sky. You got Walters on the ground and you got Lunny being predictable and that spells Disaster especially when you don't have an offensive line that can block for three seconds. Yeah. So, you know, and, and while we move into some talk about Nebraska for a few, while they pose a tough challenge, you know, statistically better than Purdue, I don't think the emotion, the grudge is going to be there. uh, The bad blood per se. I know that Nebraska is gonna want and need a win because they just got embarrassed at home. But for all those people, including Matt Rule, who think that, oh, your Husker fans are gonna see how serious this team is on Friday, we're gonna bounce back. Had Illinois not just been embarrassed like they were, they're gonna have a fired up Illinois team who's who they know like you either show up or your seat's gone. You're you're not playing. So there's going to be a lot of motivated line as well. We got to uh, stop the run because they can't pass for anything. I mean, no. they, they are like 120th, and
1: they average 125 yards passing a game. I mean, if, their passing offense is anemic. So you're I'm, really going to have to start stack the box. And I don't know if our standard, you know, three, three, five, three, four it, it, it is built to do that.
0: I mean, I mean, yeah, definitely. If they have seven or eight in the box, I mean, you're making Marcus Washington is in Will Kemp, it seems like, is their uh, go to uh, receivers who had actually a nice game against Michigan. It didn't end up turning into uh, any points besides the seven they scored with uh, about a minute left in the game with, you know, Michigan's third string in. But uh, the biggest issue, you know, with Nebraska as well is they don't have a very good, uh, they don't have a very good offensive line either. So I think our defensive line, with guys like Randolph Newton. By the way, J. kiss again, another no-show type performance, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, there's,
1: had- there's rumors floating that he's mailing it in. I, I don't believe that, but there's rumors floating, so.
0: Yeah, so, um, again, with what we've got rolling, we have a good defensive line rolling in the sense of talent. Doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily translate every game because we've all been, you know, depressed or, I mean um, – We've all been disappointed at some point. But I think if you see the defensive line that we saw against Penn State and even against FAU, that I don't see why Nebraska is going to score more than 14. Uh, you know, they just don't put up a lot of points. You know, it was, four, it was 7-7 against Law Tech at the start of the fourth quarter two weeks ago. So I I just that's why I've got. I think Illinois is going to win Friday, but it's not. I'm not saying it's going to be pretty. It's probably going to be a lot uglier and closer than we would want, because this is a one-dimensional Nebraska team. And while I know some people could say that about Illinois, Illinois has shown that it can put up five hundred yards, thirty-plus points on people, but it's just not consistent and defensively. I think Illinois is going to have to set the tone and they're going to have to to pretty much set up the team in good field position. So, you know, with Hunter Harburg, it looks like is the quarterback at uh, Nebraska because Jeff Sims has lost his job, really. Yeah. So he, he didn't perform well and they gave the Harburg kid, a local kid from Lincoln, Nebraska, the, the reins. And he he's, he's a very similar quarterback to Jeff Sims. They both don't really throw the ball well. But Harburg seems to be a more of an efficient, effective runner, and he hasn't been turning the ball over. Like- he's, got some,
1: he's got some wheels, too. I mean, he like he, he can scoot. He he's he's pretty damn fast in the open field. And so that's going to be a concern. He's not he's not a very he's not a great passer, you know, but he has but he ran for a whole bunch of yards against La Tech. He ran for a hundred yards against NIU. Obviously, he didn't do that against uh, Michigan, but on the season, like he's he's 38 of 72. So I mean, that's that's slightly better than 50 percent with with four touchdowns and and one interception in the air. But he's ran 51 times for 270 yards. So we have seen that Illinois has struggled in defensively in the two games against running quarterbacks. So I don't know. I I don't I don't know what.
0: I, I don't know. I can pick, predict a win right now. I don't know what we're going to do. Defense has been pretty darn good. Here's the uh, defense. Here's the, here's, the, here's my point, though, with Nebraska. So Hunter, Hudson Card, very good thrower. Like, there's that threat there. He's also mobile. There is not the threat with Harburg beating a Illinois with his arm. Jalen Daniels, arm and legs. Finn, arm and legs. Uh, so this isn't even where we've struggled a lot. We've really struggled. It hasn't really been the running quarterback that's really beat Illinois. It hasn't been their legs that's beat Illinois. It's been the mobility to then throw the ball. So if you look at Finn, Finn had some big plays throwing the ball once he eluded. You know, Jalen Daniels, escapability, hitting the big play with his arm. Yeah. Hudson Card eluding with his arm. Harburg has not shown any of that this year. He eludes and just runs. That's why I'm saying that it's really one dimensional, really one dimensional. So he might.
1: I mean, have, he had a decent day against Michigan. I'm not sure what the what the, like the split was between mop up time and yeah, he, he was 14 of 25 for 199. It's not yeah. a bad day against a, arguably one of the best defenses in the country.
0: Um, he had three. He had two big balls. One to Marcus Washington, I think went 45 yards on a crossing route. <clears throat> and then he had another one where he uh, got Kemp on a. I think it was one of his really good balls. I think it went for thirty-five, is forty. So he had probably forty percent of his yardage on those two plays. And then yeah, I mean a hundred yards
1: between those two plays almost, and ninety yards on those two plays. Ninety of his one ninety-nine. So yeah, I mean he got he got forty percent on two throws.
0: Yeah. So and then everything else was like five to, to eight yards, I think. Type passes. My yeah. buddy,
1: my buddy's a big Nebraska fan, and he says he, he throws the ball like Uncle Rico, so
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I guess my point would be that it would be well deserved for the fans to just be defeated and for probably people to quit showing up this year if they lose them in a home Nebraska. Because if you can't beat Nebraska right now, who, in my opinion, is either the worst or second worst team. I'm not putting us there yet. I think Illinois is probably 11th or 12th right now. But if you can't beat the teams that are on your level or below you at home, then that you don't you don't really. That's just how it goes. You can't you can't expect people to just to be okay with it. And uh, while I want people to show up to every game, you, they're not going to. I, we know if, how things work. So.
1: Well, Illinois, Illinois is worse than the Big Ten at scoring defense. I mean, that's just – that is what it is. Um, we're the worst sco- scoring defense in the conference. I mean, that's that's a tough pill to swallow, swallow right now. Um, Nebraska is the worst scoring offense in the Big Ten, but Illinois is 12th. So, I mean, I don't know what the stats say that keep Illinois from being the worst. Uh, other, I mean, the, win, the wins other in the schedule, three. obviously. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yep. I don't
0: know. Yeah, um, I would say that Illinois, though, has shown it can throw the ball and score and run the ball and score. Um, I think Luke Altmaier has shown that he can throw a good deep ball and, and guys either A, like Pat Bryant, who this dropped is,
1: it. Hold on, hold on. In the Big Ten, Illinois is giving up and, – and this is all games. Illinois is giving up 180 yards rushing the game. That's the worst rushing defense in the conference. Nebraska is the number one rush offense at 209 yards a game. Like this is not this is not setting up well. I mean, I I, I frankly think we're probably going to get our ass kicked, dude. I mean, it's it just it is what it is, dude. We have the 12th best passing defense in the conference. Now Nebraska has the 13th best passing offense, but if they if we have the worst rush defense and they're the best run offense, well, they don't need they don't they don't need to pass they just don't need to pass you know def- this defense is like it's incredible how bad we've got we are the worst defense in the conference we give up 400 plus yards a game nebraska is the sixth best 325 they give up they give up 80 almost they give up almost 90 less yards a game than we do 90. and then when it comes to offense we're slightly better than them We're about 40 yards better than them a game like i don't i don't i don't know what we do like i i mean they're just going to run the ball down our throat until we can stop it. And this is like calling on all you players in in Illinois. Like Nebraska's, I mean, like it's, I mean, they're a bad pass defense. And so that's that way we're going to have to win this game. I mean, I think somebody in the chat said earlier yeah. that, you know, their
0: secondary sucks. Yeah. Isaiah Williams. Pat Bryant catch the ball. Hey, Tim. But, but dude, I already told you
1: they're, they're, right, like, they're like a top 20 team in sacks and we're yeah, bottom 10. I think you can.
0: Brett has Brett already told you Saturday what's coming. They're There's going to be quick throws from now on. You know, there's going to be a lot more slants across the middle that have been successful, right? <laughs> you probably see a lot more of those little passes to Isaiah Williams. You're going to see a lot more play action, I guarantee you, to the tight ends.
1: And Jason Rom's right, man. It might be a road game.
0: Yeah, but for, I know Nebraska always brings about ten to fifteen thousand. Uh, I think there's going to be more Illinois fans than that. But is they, there? Is
1: there you? You skipping your kids' Friday night game to go, come watch Illinois football?
0: Uh, well, I don't have one that plays this Friday night, so yeah. I, one, I think there'll be at least thirty thousand Illinois fans there Friday. So I think it's going to be heavy red. True. But I think Illinois fans will at least double up Nebraska in Champaign. Uh, but still, um, this is not a this is not a team that we would have thought we've would have seen in the year after. But I think one thing I want to make mention of, and I probably will make an. I'm actually going to do an article. I think because the game, this one is this game against Purdue, uh, really kind of inspired me some. It wasn't just two. We 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 always talk about. The secondary losses, right? We, they lost Spoon and Sydney Brown and Quan, right? The senior leadership, the leadership, the vocal leaders of that Sydney Brown, right, calling the plays out last year, making sure guys were in the right spots. That matters. But offensive line, think about what Illinois lost too. Alex Palchewski's is an NFL lineman. You know, that hurts, you know. So Chase Brown, you know. Plays for the Bengals. You lose two NFL guys on your offense, three on your defense. Wait a second. What's his name? Uh
1: Pilstrom. Pilstrom's uh, uh on a scout team, I think, somewhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, practice team. yeah. So you really you had two NFL type linemen that you lose plus an NFL running back. And then I really sit here and think. <clears throat> and I want people to go back maybe the last two or three weeks in the press conferences. Brett Bielema has said something that you know i think we just kind of overpass he he said i'm not sure how many games we're going to win this year he said that a couple of times if if he thinks he had a really good team and they were like down determined to, to compete for the west you're not saying i'm not sure how many games are going to win but he said but we're going to compete and we're really which is not what we saw in west lafayette uh so I, you know that's burning him up um i think this team's got enough talent to make a bowl game, but they've got to they've got to get it figured out. And uh, my point is, Nebraska has some tools; they have weapons. But if you can't beat Nebraska, there's no way in heck you should expect to beat Maryland. No way in heck you should expect to beat Wisconsin. You know, and, and those final four games after that, toss ups with Indiana, toss up with Northwestern, Minnesota. While they haven't looked great, you got to go to Minneapolis. You got to go to Iowa City, who, yes, lost McNamara probably for the year, but you got to compete with that defense. Are you going to get over that hump in Iowa City? You know, there's still a lot of variables there. Yep. Yep. So, <clears throat> anyway, Friday night, 7 20, 28 24 in Nebraska. Okay. Hey, hey, it's cool, man. Uh, Highly possible. I'm going to say 21-17 Illinois. Close. Got to have it. Um,
1: So, With Illinois getting a garbage touchdown to make it 28-24, by the way, a fake rally. I hate that word. (laughs) I hope players and coaches hear it because it's – I don't give a shit. Hear it all you want. Hey, listen, how about this, though? I was wrong all weekend. I was wrong on everything. I was wrong on absolutely everything, single thing I thought was going to happen in the sports world this weekend. It's still Sunday night. We've got two hours and three minutes left of Sunday. I hope I'm wrong again. Yeah. Yeah. You can tune in, you can
0: tune in to Fade the Deuce on Wednesday and find out how, how wrong I was because it was wrong across the board. So. so as we wind down this episode, Kevin, um, I mean, I guess... Before we oh, exist, okay. I know basketball were, practice starts on Friday. That yeah, was my final thought. <laughs> basketball practice starts Friday. Um, for me, I'm expecting an Illini basketball commit this Wednesday. So, Jace Butler. J, yep, Jace Butler, October 4th. I'm expecting him to be in Illini. I don't have any verification that that's 100% fact. Just a very highly educated guest, so that'll be good news for Illinois basketball uh, and Illinois fans. He's a lot; he's very underrated. He's a lot better player than I think he gets credit for. So that'll be a good news for Illinois fans this week. Hoops, <coughs> of course, as you mentioned, Kevin. Anything that you saw golf wise from the Ryder Cup that maybe gives you any hope for the future of USA golf? Well, it's really it's really challenging in Europe. It's been 30 years since we won over there.
1: Um, I I think if we, I I think we have golf fans who pay attention to the show a little bit because I've had some people actually ask me some golf stuff here is that, um, I think there were some decisions made about the structure of the Ryder cup team in 2023, uh, that needs to change for 2025 and beyond. There were guys left off this team that are, that are better players than guys who are on this team because they play on the live golf tour. Right? Brooks was the only one that made it, and that was because of his PGA Championship win. But there's guys like Bryson DeChambeau should have been on this team. Um, Phil Mickelson should have been a captain. Like He's a guy who's, who's won plenty of Ryder Cups. Hell, he might have been on the 93 team for all, for all I know. I don't know if he was or not. Um, they, they just I, they got to stop this petty bullshit. With and you play on this tour, or that tour, take the best American golfers possible and go out there and win it. Um, we just dug ourselves too big of a hole and uh we battled back valiantly today. We were we were in the thick of it. It's the most riveting television if you if you're into it, you could possibly watch. I mean, I'm coming off the couch, pumping, screaming my fist, and then we just couldn't pull it off. But hey, if if so that being said, you know, it'll be a while before we talk about golf again, probably on this show. Um, but I'm really looking forward to basketball. I see a question about when does Jeremiah Fierce commit. There's some weird things going on with that one. I'm getting some conflicted information on the back end, so I I don't know. Um, you might have to go to your resource there, Ryan, and get us some 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 lowdown dirty information there, so.
0: Yeah. I, I will. Also cuz I was told that, you know, he was going to he was going to be in a line and already had privately secretly committed, so but you never know. I've never 100% believed in Biden, him coming, just because right? Like how they did his brother dirty. They did. Uh, I don't think they did. Oh, he's, he's going to be starting for Michigan State, and by the time he's a junior, he's going to be an all-Big Ten guy. And we're going to be like, he can't shoot, though. Uh, you know, because that's what Brad told him. So actually told his dad. <clears throat> so that that's going to come back. That is going to come back, I'm telling you. In three years, even though Illinois is going to have some success because, you know, I, I love everything about the basketball program other than how we finish in March. You know, I'm I'm happy that they're making the tournament. I think they've got a really good team again this year that can finish in the top four and get a buy to a double buy. You know, I think there's a they have sweet 16 talent. You know, I think that does that mean that they're actually going to show up and play in March? I don't know. But uh, I'm so I'm not sitting here saying that Jeremy Fears is is a diff, is going to make or break the program. But in three years, by the time he's a junior, he's going to be an All Big Ten guard. So uh, to me, if you can't shoot great threes, okay. But could you contribute defensively? Could you have been a good leader? Yes, he could have been all those things. So I think at the end of the day, Dad hasn't forgot that. You know, I think Dad no. Dad won't forget that. I wouldn't forget that.
1: But, so why why is why is that? So you think Dad's straying along the staff now just to get some payback here?
0: Yeah, I think that's a very high possibility. I don't know that for a hundred percent fact, but I've always been like, there's always been something like, oh, he's going to visit. Oh, he's got to go do that now. Oh, he's going to visit. But hey, he's known about that. But he's going to say he's going to still visit. Oh, but he had to go to that tournament because that was most important. But he'll be back October twentieth. But hey, he just took that OV to this place and then the place, then went to Tennessee. But oh, he's got to go to that little tournament. Then he'll come to Illinois. And then now it's like, oh, he's got Kansas and Kentucky. Oh no, he's well, out of nowhere they offered. It's like, he's a five star. We knew they were somewhat, like they were always going to offer. They just waited a little bit. That's what they do. You know, and they really don't have to offer right away because they're Kansas and they're Duke or Kentucky. You know what I mean? So I just feel like, you know, we're not going to hear anything until next year. We know that. But I think he's already announced that. I think like February of 2024. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So to me, I would sit here and say it's a toss up. But
1: there's, there's rumors that there's been a silent verbal already in the Illinois I'm reading the tea leaves. Doesn't want him to make it public for some reason whatsoever. I, I don't, it's weird. You're going to have to get to your source on that one, who's got some good connections on that. Yeah,
0: you? I've got a couple of those. So I'll, uh, I'll look in my contacts list and see if I Swami's can. Swami's
1: Crystal Ball.
0: Yeah, the Swami Crystal Ball. All right. With that said, we hope you have a wonderful, better week than we had weekend sports wise. Um, join us Wednesday night at 9 p.m. for Fade the Deuce, Kevin. Before we, what did how did you have a good weekend other than Ryder Cup? We won't get into the specifics, but did you have Fade a good week? Did you um, for Fade the Deuce? Did you have a good week <laughs> weekend? Okay, all right. Well, you know what, Matt might overtake you. It'll be fun. You better tune in.
1: Matt and I were only different in one
0: pick, and I won that one. So, like, I don't think it was a good weekend for Matt either. Matt did hit his
1: lock though, so that's a good. There point. we go.
0: All right, join us Wednesday night. Matt McCumber will be uh, joining us as always. So, so, we'll see you Wednesday night. Have a great rest of your night. Swami out. I and I.